This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. Did you know he's a twin? of podcast episodes were the number of cards in a deck with the jokers you'd know this has to be episode 54 of the harmonious gentleman i'm chris i'm tyler i'm graham did you know there are more ways to shuffle a deck of cards than there are atoms in the universe i i did know that because i literally taught my math uh class that this week oh what we're learning about factorials and so 52 factorial is is how you would calculate the number of ways to shuffle a deck yeah um I mean, I didn't include the jokers right. like you just did. But even more then. Even more. But, you, you know, factorial is 52 times 51 times 50. You go all the way down to one. And that gives you a number that is... Ginormous. Ridiculously. Yeah, I did it on the board and it took the three three board spaces. So, yeah. That's like a hard Crazy. to believe fact. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like the odds that you would in your lifetime have the same shuffle. It's never happened. You've never done it. Like you'll, you'll never, never do it and it's, it's never, never happened. happened. Yeah. No two decks of cards have been arranged. Yeah. What? randomly it's the true. same yeah, way yeah no I, I yeah i get the like intentionally the math of it it's just it, it is one of those things where it's like when you think about it, it does kind of make sense but i wouldn't have guessed that like right. tyler's always been a math skeptic yeah which <laughs> i don't know if i believe in math <laughs> i was actually thinking when you said ways to shuffle a deck i thought you meant like methods like oh like you know, the put bridge, them on the table right. and like shuffle <laughs> yeah. them around i can just like, drop split them. it in half i can Kind of chop them together. Yeah, you could probably count those. Up quite <laughs> but we easily. were also calculating, you know, the number of ways you can have a hand that has, you know, two kings, and like you can calculate those too. It's really easy actually to calculate any kind of hand and the options. And yeah, it's not interesting, but it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting. It's interesting. Well, we are coming off of um, quite an episode with Homeboy Sandman uh, last yeah. time we were together. Uh, you guys feel good about that one? Only I felt good about everything except when Tyler threw me under the bus and asked if I was allowed to call him Sandboy. Yeah. <laughs> everything was, but that. I just needed to, he, he opened the door for something to say and I didn't yeah, know what else did. to say. It was a He laughed kind of. Yeah. I laughed when I listened. When I listened to it, my favorite parts were when he actually laughed at us. Yeah. Like in a genuine way, like that we had said something funny. Yeah. But no, that was so fun. And uh, just kind of shows good. the power of just, uh, just asking. doesn't hurt to ask. And that's yeah. what came about. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's the lesson I took away. Yeah. We're recording uh, tonight without a guest. It's just the three of us. Yeah. Um, and we're out outdoors. Nice fall evening here in Lacombe. Is yeah. it ever? That's a beautiful fall. Maybe the nicest September I've ever had here. Yeah. We have our wet and dry hop double IPA. Mm-hmm. It's so from good. From Blind Man. Yeah. Which is the first mm-hmm. time I've had this beverage. It's delicious. Yeah. Not yeah. the last. Nope. We are going to tonight, um, I don't know, we're, we're, we're going to be topical today, I think. We're going to talk about yeah. the now. So maybe in a couple of years, this episode will be irrelevant and the shelf life will have... Oh, Lord, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like the the current like specifics of what's going on in our world right now, hopefully have changed in two years. But I think we'll always have times where we need to talk about tough stuff and divided so hopefully we can make this last yeah hmm. but you guys be the judge listeners be the judge be the judge and the jury <laughs> <laughs> and they will Ty, do we have a message from a wonderful listener we do this one's a little different it's text messages so this listener um his name is bobby 
I have him in my my phone as Bobby Christmas Fun. Hmm. Um, oh, like he's only exactly he's only why. nice around <laughs> the holidays. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm kind of jumping around from different messages, but I think they're worth mentioning. It says I started watching The Wire a few months ago when you guys were all talking about it on your podcast. Hmm. So he yes. took us up on one of our recommendations. Um, and then he recommends a number of rappers for me to listen to. He says, they all have wire samples and references in their albums. And they all sample 80s and 90s WWF wrestling sound clips, too. <laughs> this is wow. scratching it's you guys right where you itch awesome. them, too. <laughs> yeah, that's why he, nice. gets, uh, he gets read on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'm just going to skip down because we've texted about some other things. But then he sends another message. It says, man, two things. One, I finished The Wire last night. And I'm starting the series over again tonight. What? I think it might be my favorite show of all time. Oh, okay. Um, and then, again, we ta- he texted a little bit about rap. And then uh, yeah, the, the rap that he's listening to, whenever he listens to it, he thinks of The Wire. Hmm. The stories they rap about are pretty consistent with The Wire. So he loved it. Yeah. Whose um, recommendation was The Wire? I kind of forget. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then there's just one more here. Um said, dude, I just finished the latest episode. I can't believe you got Homeboy Salmon on your podcast. That's insane. Nice. I said, haha, I know. It was so fun. That Lupe Fiasco song, Mural, is a great, hey? I said, yes, so good. Had you heard it before? And I don't think he had seen that when he replied, but he said, and I can't believe he was a high school teacher. When he was talking about that, it made me wonder if his teaching experience was like something out of the wire or not. Oh, (laughs) man. He is fixated on something good. (laughs) He really brought that full circle. I love it. Yeah. So then then we continued to text about rap again. But thanks, thanks, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. It's great to know that people um, follow up on our recommendations. And we we understand that when we are asking for different guests, that not everyone who listens to our podcast will know who... A lot of them are. Yeah. yeah. So it's neat that he knew. But, yeah, yeah, it's nice to have cool. someone say, hey, that's awesome that you got someone yeah. that I knew too. And that Lupe Fiasco song, Mural, is insane. And I yeah. listened to it because of that recommendation from uh, Angel, and it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of all these recommendations, maybe we should do some more. Another mm-hmm. fresh batch. I got a good one. Yeah? Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh. These recommendations are brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, serving up fresh, simple eats in both Lacombe and Red Deer, and committed to building community in central Alberta and beyond. Welcome back to the episode. So I'm going to start with recommendations, and uh, my recommendation comes from um, my job as a teacher. So Sometimes it's hard to find uh, videos to show kids that are interesting, especially about certain scientific topics. Back when I first started teaching, just showing any video on YouTube seemed to be kind of like a cool novelty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when I feel old. That now they they could they couldn't care less when you put a YouTube video on now, right? Yeah. So I'm always looking for channels or or things that are really good. And I've got some favorites, but I have a new one I want to share with you guys because we're talking about climate in uh, biology right now, uh, climate change, energy transfer, and I found a channel called Climate Town. And climate Town. He's a He's a, I think he's a grad student in climate, something to do with climate. I, I forget exactly what he does, but he makes really good, funny, educational videos mm. that I'm going to show a whole bunch to my students because they're, they're great. Um, th- his most recent video is called Fa- uh, Fast Fashion is Hot Garbage, um, <laughs> which is a great episode about how fast fa- how fashion and stores like The Gap and stuff contribute to, mm. to um, 
climate change and and that kind of thing. So anyway, it's really good. Uh, he has one. If you're if you're a climate change skeptic, um, and you're listening, he does have a really good like. It's like here's two minutes. I'll, I'll, let me talk for two minutes and see if I can kind of maybe make you think a little bit differently about things. And I think he's a really effective speaker. So check it out, Climate Town. He's cool. He's a guy on YouTube. Great videos. Climate Town. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. I have a podcast. It's called Metaphysical Milkshake. <laughs> um, it's with Rain Wilson. Nice. You might know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwight from The Office and a guy named Reza Aslan. And I've only listened to a couple episodes, but I listened to one today with Pete Holmes. He's a comedian who also has his own podcast that I also like. But the podcast is called Are You Sure? Um, the episode title is Are You Sure? And it's all about doubt. And it's just a great listen. I think we need to do an episode about doubt and mm. faith. I think that would be a really cool conversation. Cool. And this I'm in. podcast, I mean, this episode just has so many uh, thought-provoking quotes. And they're funny guys. And I think I've seen yeah. Reza Aslan on various videos over the years because he's a really intelligent... Yeah. Um, he talks about, I think, various faiths, doesn't he? he like he... Yeah, like I've only heard a couple, but I know like Rain um, is a member of the Baha'i faith. Yeah. And then Reza and Pete on this episode talk about how they grew up in a conservative Christian evangelical upbringing. Mm -hmm. And then that's not where they are now. But Pete would, uh, he talks most of the episode and I just think he has really cool perspective and yeah, worth checking out. So Metaphysical Milkshake, specifically the episode with Pete Holmes. Nice. My recommendation. Nice one. It's a good one. Uh, that only reminded me that I just watched Galaxy Quest not too long ago, and uh, <laughs> Rain Wilson's in that as one of the aliens, and I kind of forgot he was in it. Yeah. But that's a great show. Um, but my actual recommendation is to talk about uh, Craft Beer Commonwealth, which I think we've mentioned before um, on the podcast, but it's kind of two things. It's a place in the Gasoline Alley Indoor Farmers Market uh, where you can go for uh, a beer or a coffee and hang out they have a really beautiful space uh there and i yeah i don't think they're open every day of the week but more and more um they are for sure on the weekends and into the evenings and it's just a great place to to go for a drink Mm -hmm. and um it's yeah it's a group of companies that are working together so blind man brewing red heart brewing red shed malting and birdie coffee kind of together make up that commonwealth and they're doing some really cool things they're yeah delicious beers that they're making together but then they they also um serve each other's and and i don't know advertise i think for the brewing industry throughout alberta so um yeah if you haven't been there yet go check it out and uh have a beer say hi to ryan nice i will go Mm -hmm. that's cool if you look at their tap board they've got like uh it's not like uh at some breweries where they just like scribble in in chalkboard or like chalk like featuring beer from another brewery yeah. like they've got like mainstay pours from yeah that's know, right central alberta like it's it's really cool well we had talked once about maybe we should go record an episode there Ooh. but i think we really should go record an episode there yeah i mean these beautiful fall nights are, are limited pretty soon we're in the depths of winter like, we're only a few degrees from freezing there. <laughs> it's, a, Tootsie's it's going here. okay right now but not quite there <laughs> yeah. well thanks chris I should just do a quick follow-up uh, from last recommendations. You talked about Only Murders in the Building, yeah. uh, which we started in love. So oh, nice, good. nice job. Yeah, we love nice. it too. It's kind of, you know, when you recommend something, you're not sure. Like maybe I only like it and yeah. people will think it's dumb. Yeah. And listeners, if you skip the recommendation section of the podcast, 
you won't be hearing this, but could you yeah. let us know? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like, cause you want to make it, cause pump it up and make it better or no. Like, I just wonder if people like, we like each other's recommendations. Oh, I see. What and Bobby saying. liked it. Yeah. But Bobby likes people it. Don't like but maybe people <laughs> think, yeah, I like the guest. I like the topic. I don't, I could, yeah. couldn't care less about what Graham thinks in the about yeah. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. Or good shoes from, yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay. So climate town on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, metaphysical milkshake podcast. Yeah. And, craft beer commonwealth another stellar round you guys nice job we're only getting better i think so yeah, yeah. 54 yeah. in um <laughs> got some good guests maybe potentially coming up too guys we should just not tonight but if you like cool guests yeah you got to get ready we yeah. know we have a guest lined up for 55 yeah mm-hmm. more on that soon no hints yeah we like yeah. keeping it as a surprise yeah um tyler yeah, I like to throw to you at the <laughs> end here. What are we going to talk about tonight here on the on your front porch? I'm ready for I'm ready for this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we have many topics on our list of topics to get to, but we were just thinking with the state of Alberta right now when it comes to COVID and vaccinations and political divisions and the difficulty it is to have um, harmonious conversations. We thought we should just talk about that, like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly where we're going to go, but yeah, like I guess a, a guiding question could be how do we have, or is it even possible to have harmonious conversations at a time like this? Mm-hmm. And, oh, I hope the answer is yes at the end of the night. Me too. I better do a happy jingle. <laughs> Bring us up. kind of wonder where you guys are at right now with where where things are in our province in our world we're more than 18 months into a global pandemic when you i forget if it was ty or graham who mentioned this is what we should talk about for episode 54 i to be honest was like disheartened like i thought i don't think i can talk about this anymore i'm sick of this i can't be harmonious about this topic yeah. um which made me realize then that's something i need to talk through and yeah. Um, and think more about. So maybe I'm feeling a little disheartened. But where are you guys at with where we're at? I'm. I think f- for the first time in these 18 months, like I'm starting to feel like pretty angry, a little more visceral, just anger. Which is another, in the same way, is a reason why I wanted to talk with you guys about this and just work through some stuff because I do feel kind of daily quite angry at some point in the day. Mm. And it's not something I'm trying to to feel. I just think it's at that point now with where we're at that I can no longer. It's it's so much harder just to kind of like I'm still fairly optimistic, maybe, hmm. but I'm just angry at the state of things right now. If that makes sense. Yeah, I go back and forth between hopeful and hopeless. I think on a daily basis. Um, another word that comes to mind would be like exhausted. <laughs> of it like because yeah. that's exhausting like, to, 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 with that. to like to go from yeah like i resonate with the the anger too like and then but then also trying to um push that down like push down this anger because i don't want to be angry mm-hmm. and try to be i guess it's becoming harder to be hopeful whereas yeah so it just takes more effort to be hopeful yeah and there's lapses and there's days where i'm definitely not yeah, I think those are all legitimate and I don't think 
no matter where anybody is on the spectrum of believing whatever they believe about this, probably everybody's feeling exhausted and um, yeah. sick of it. But yeah. Um, yeah, that that means it's still worth talking about, I think. And we I don't want to give up. I was trying to sort of think about like why I wasn't angry before, but I sort of felt like earlier on we were all in this together. And we all had to deal with this together. And we we all started from the same place in a, in a way. But I don't feel like that anymore. Like, I don't feel like we're all in this together anymore. I feel like we're very split on, you know, vaccinations is the obvious one. Um, the main one, really. And mm-hmm. and that's that's that, the vaccination coming out and being introduced in various ways across the country and the world. That's created these divisions that are a little more um, obvious, maybe, and in our face daily. Whereas before, we're just trying to get through this. Yeah. And yeah, people were upset and there are people who were against wearing masks. And I mean, there are all kinds of divisions, but for some reason, it just, this just crystallized in a different way. The, the vaccination to me felt like, if I think back months ago, the vaccination represented the hope, kind of. Like, yeah. yeah, right. Like that's when it'll be over. That's when we will yeah. like have, have beat this. But now, <laughs> you know, like vaccination is the opposite of what? <laughs> right. It sort of feels like what's standing in the way. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty patient person. I've been patient throughout the pandemic and now vaccination is available. And that was kind of what was waiting patiently for. Um, but now that that does not represent the end, right. it's almost like the beginning of something new, like oh, the beginning yeah, of interesting. a, like, it's not really for me, COVID is a, like a reality and this, I'm not afraid of the the sickness, really, but mm-hmm. I'm frustrated and upset about what the COVID vaccination has created. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of, so it's like shifted my attention, I guess, sure. in a way I wasn't expecting. And, At any point, have you felt fearful? Like, I've had a couple of loved ones who have been very sick. And there's been times and that I was I think I was kind of afraid at the very beginning, like when we were hearing stories from Italy and stuff like, holy cow, we're all going to die from this. And then that kind of went away. Mm -hmm. And then lately I've had family members and people I know who have been quite sick and it's kind of almost reignited, not fear for myself necessarily, but like people I know are dying or could die. Yeah, I think I, I mean, like a selfish fear would be if my son gets in a bad accident on his bike, mm-hmm. but the hospital's not equipped mm. to be able to, to take care of him. Yeah. Um, that's selfish, but that's, those are the kinds of things. And, and, but even for but other people But it's kind too, of realistic at this point in time where we live. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's less about, for me, uh, about COVID itself, but what COVID has done to our healthcare system and our hospitals that makes me a little more worried. Right. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. And that's, again, well, that's that, all that is selfish, but it. it's, that's, that's where my, but yeah. fears are typically selfish, aren't they? I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, they usually are. It's like I'm afraid of something that could happen to me or to my loved ones. Well, and I feel like the the word fear really gets thrown around a lot from the different right. sides. So you're sure. just you're just doing this out of fear. Yeah. And right. So are you? And yeah, you know, right. are, you got are, vaccinated because you're afraid. Right. You didn't get vaccinated because you're right. afraid. Yeah. And are all fears unfounded? Like, should we not do anything out of fear? I don't think that's necessarily true. Yeah. I wear, I you know, wear a seatbelt. I don't want to fly through the windshield. Is that an irrational fear? I think we've mentioned irrational fear yeah. in the podcast before. Yeah. 
It seems like fear can be a starting place. Like it hopefully isn't where we end up, but it might be where you start and that could cause you to do or make certain decisions. I'm similar to you, Graham, where it's not like I'm not, or, and I think you said this too, Chris, like I'm not afraid of the impact of the actual virus on, on my own body. It's more the healthcare system. Yeah. Um, and like just the strain it's putting on mental health sure. of people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the, the ripple effect, like where it comes down to, it's like family won't get together because they have disagreements over. Yeah. So like, I'm afraid of some of that damage being irreparable, mm-hmm. you know, like, whereas before it was kind of like, sure. We have dis- like people disagree on, on COVID stuff and, but now it's starting to feel like, okay, like the division part is what I'm afraid of more so than the, than the virus. Um, and in my head, the solution to that is to deal with the virus and, and I, I, I kind of taking off that. I, I've thought a lot about, I sort of knew there would be vaccine hesitancy. We talked about it with Emma Bloomfield, right? About how, there's going to be some people who are hesitant to take a vaccine, but I've just been surprised by the amount of people. I think I, I read, this could be wrong. And I, I, I think I, like Red Deer is fairly low in terms of percentage who are double vaccinated, who can be. And I think I sometimes wonder like if we can't agree on that, like what else are we not going to agree on? Like what else is going to divide us? If, if that, you know, something that like a vaccination, which in my mind, you know, the science is pretty clear to me, but it kind of scares me for what else is going to, is going to get in the way, I I guess. Hope that makes sense. It probably doesn't. It does. Like the expression, um, let's agree to disagree. There are some things I think that, like, I kind of wondered, can that exist here? Can we agree that knowing that there's vaccine hesitant people or people who are just outright at this point, if you wanted a vaccine, you're getting money for it or you know, sure. you've, you've read enough about it to make the decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem to me that there's still people who are waiting to get vaccinated. Although I just talked to somebody today who got their first shot yesterday. Okay. So I'm like, oh, you're still OK. I didn't think there yeah. were people in that camp kind of. I hope there's yet. a lot in that camp in, in a weird way. Like I hope yeah. that most of it's just, ah, I didn't get around to it. Didn't book it yet. You know, do you think you can agree to disagree, though, with people who are going to say, nope, I'm not getting it? I mean, that's why I'm getting angry, I think, because I don't know if I can. If I were to take my kid to the hospital and he can't get the care that he needs and something horrible were to happen. I mean, this is like super like worst case scenarios talk talk here. And I don't like I don't lose sleep over this. But I mean, if that were something like that were to happen and then a loved one, um, you know, either doesn't believe the hospitals are busy or whatever it is, that, that'd be really hard to come back from. That'd be a hard agree to disagree moment, I guess. And again, that's worst case kind of fear, fear based. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily cling to that example forever, but I'm finding it harder to, to, to think of that term, mm-hmm. <laughs> agree to disagree, I guess. Yeah. And I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but that, no, I just wondered like, are an episode like this is going to do that to us a little bit to an extent where I know that I have, a, we all have opinions and I, feel pretty strongly and I'm, I have disappointment in people just like they might have disappointment in me and even listeners of our show might, you know, wholeheartedly disagree with us and and that's, it needs to be okay. But I'm having a harder time negotiating that in my head. 
Well, there's, and I think part of that is like, there are literal lines being drawn, right? Like if I, maybe a few months ago, I could have actually gone to craft beer Commonwealth for a beer with a friend who had a different view on the pandemic. We could hang out, but now we can't legally do that if they haven't been vaccinated. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or, or we'd have to go to a different location that like, it's, it's just like, uh, and there are people comparing this, this whole scenario to, um, like I've heard the word segregation, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's a way of like separating people into groups and, and the context that they use that word, I I don't typically agree with it, but there are literal, like, like not like my, another example would be my hockey team. Our league um, has decided to opt into the, what is it? The, the restrictions exemption program. program. (laughs) So basically what that means for people who aren't in Alberta um, (laughs) is that if we want to play hockey, we have to be vaccinated. So like the manager of our team, I really appreciate the way he, he broached the subject. He just sent a text, said, here's the deal. Say if you're in or out. Like, we're not having a meeting. We're not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But that, no that is also like an indicator that we, you can't. Like, we, if we were to try to get together and discuss what are we doing as a team, that, I, don't, I don't see that going well. But, but anyways, to see the text messages come in, it's like in, in, out, in, in, out, 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 in, out. Like, mm-hmm. you just see it. Like, it's, yeah. okay, and these people love hockey, but... So it's not them. They're just too, they're just slow to get vaccinated. Like it's, they, there's something there that mm-hmm. they're, they're staying on their, their side. They're picking that side. Well, and maybe in the next segment we can, I, I would love to talk a little bit about motivations for being hesitant. Cause I think there's a broad spectrum of motivations and I don't, and I want to know what you guys think. Like, I'm, I'm just curious. Is it a scientific thing? Is it a fundamental sort of principle yeah. belief thing? Is it a conspiracy? Like I, I, I'm really curious. Just lazy. I haven't made the phone call yet. Because that'd be me in a lot of, you know, just not doing it yet. Um, maybe we can tackle that in, in a little bit. But I, that is something I'm interested in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting those no's. Like are all the no's for the same reason? I mean, right. you, you would assume the yeses are for very similar reasons. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but. Like Chris, well, you the and yes, I no, your wife told you to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Well, the yes, no Shout makes it black Shannon. and white, but I think that you're right. It's not black and white. Like no. all those yeses have a different story. Like maybe someone got vaccinated because they had to for work. Right. Right. Like, and they, they actually align ideal, like ideologically with some of those no's. Yeah. But they happen to be but vaccinated they to. so they yeah, can play hockey. That's true. My neighbor told me yesterday, yeah. I only got it because I am so sick of this. And if this is our way through it, then sign me up i'll do it right i think there's a spectrum yeah. of the population so were that were just like whatever just do it and let's get this over with yeah, yeah. well let's get this segment over with and uh, nice come back with it with a good rap graham you don't need to toss it over to me <laughs> that's <was> good <laughs> So one thing that I think about quite a lot when it comes to COVID and the vaccination and uh, vaccine um, passports, which aren't called that, um, <laughs> but they that's what they are. Right. Um, 
just the motivations. I, I want to talk about this a little bit. The motivations behind the people who are unvaccinated because they made a choice different than me. It can't help but fascinate me a little bit as to, to what, what the, to me, it was a very easy and obvious choice to make. And so I'm a little bit flabbergasted as to why you wouldn't make that choice because I'm me and I respect my decisions and I'm selfish and whatever. So I'm wondering what you guys think about what the motivation is for these for people to be unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. And maybe I'll just suggest a few. You tell me what you guys think. Mm-hmm. So number one, the sort of freedom, um, the sort of, uh, you know, we have freedom in Canada. We can, we, we should make this choice. And it's more of like a principle. Like, like you, the government can't tell me what to exactly. do with my body. It's almost yeah. less about the science and about COVID more just like out of principle, I'm not going to do this because yeah. you're telling me to do it. Yeah. So that's the first one. Um, and now they'll, they'll talk about the charter of rights and freedoms. We can get into that. Cause I, I read about that today. Um, or the other one is that the vaccine is dangerous in some way that it's untested. It's new. It, um, it came so quickly. It came quickly. And so they don't trust it for that reason. Yeah. Um, and, but, but those people might still, you know, acknowledge COVID being dangerous and sure. being, yeah. but the vaccine isn't the solution because it's, it's not safe. Yeah. Or you go further and there might be people who, uh, disregard the whole vaccine to, to, to begin with because COVID itself is not actually as bad as people say it is. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's like never... a tool being used by right. them. And I, and I guess the further you go that way, the more sort of conspiratorial you yeah. might get in your thinking. And I, we can go like down that road too. Like it's a depopulation tactic. Right. It's 5G, a, Bill Gates, whatever. Yeah. All kinds a of stuff. A tracking device. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Um, Subjugation of population, mark of the beast, whatever. Look at all that. <laughs> so in your guys' mind, I'll, I'm going to shut up now, but in your guys' mind, do you think there is a majority of unvaccinated who fit into one of those subcategories or it's a mix? I'd say it's a mix, but I've been really taking um, precautions for my own mental health with uh, social media. So I haven't been on there a ton. But when I do go on, I think what I'm noticing, and this could be the vocal few, but like the common... Um, motivation i think against vaccination is the government fear of government control okay um which you kind of mentioned and that and again i don't know if that actually translates to numbers but that's what's visible to me on mm-hmm. on facebook if i were to look on there it's like look how easy it is for the government to control our restaurants and hockey games and, and all that stuff yeah. now um and that's the what they're afraid of. You talk about fear, like they have, that's their, their fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you get the impression that's a, that's a, a large group of, of, well, just based on like, uh, I guess it's the, the vocal ones I, I see. Yeah. So that, that's kind of my feeling. I don't, yeah. again, I don't know. I don't know if this is exactly what you're talking about, but, um, like I talked to somebody who, who thought that the vaccine passport was like a way for the government to know where you are at all times. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, that would be, there's all different like end games that they're afraid of. Like, like if I showed it at a restaurant, now the government knows I was at that restaurant and my response is uh, like, who well, cares? No, but I know that yeah. could be one of the, I think that's reasons. part of it. And then, but I think it's more just the, the fear of a totalitarian government. Yeah. Um, but a lot of what I'm seeing and hearing seems like they're afraid of a scenario that is like out of a dystopian yeah, sure. young adult mm-hmm. fiction novel that I don't think is actually what's happening. Right. But in in it must be a re, like a real possibility in their heads because yeah. they they seem pretty pretty afraid and passionate about it. So yeah, um, that, that, there was someone who I know pretty well who who did say that to me when I mentioned it. They said. 
well, what's next? Right. It's you the know? whole what's next. Thing. Yeah. The first two things you mentioned are the most reasonable to me that uh, somebody okay. would say, I don't like the government telling me what I should or shouldn't do. Like, I'm, I agree with that. I'm like, yeah, like the government has certain jobs to do, protect people with certain rules, but I don't like being told what to do either mm-hmm. by the government, but I don't really get, think this is what's happening, but I, I can sort of see that. Like I can empathize with that yeah. point of view. Yeah. And the second was the thinking that it came up so quickly that they're not necessarily vaccine hesitant with all vaccines, but this one in particular, they have some concerns about mm-hmm. like, I, to me, that's like, that's reasonable, even though sure. I think like the world's science community has been on this for a year. Right. Like they've, they've thought through these things. Yeah. But I can, I guess those are the ones that I'm like, oh, I can see that. Beyond that, I have trouble empathizing with the viewpoint. Okay. Like I know that those viewpoints are out there, but it's like, I just don't think people could be this organized to all be a part of a conspiracy that's capturing the whole world. The one that I empathize the most with, I think, is the um, people who've been... And I wouldn't say I agree with them, but I empathize with them as people who've been kind of anti-vaccination long term. Like they've yeah. always been yeah. questioning and that. And this is just another one. And this is so that their hesitancy is rooted in like a lifetime of yeah. skepticism. And so like I empathize with that. Like you like it's consistency. Like medical science is just something they don't right. like subscribe to in that same way. Or like our bodies can fight off disease if you eat properly and are healthy and I don't need the help of a vaccine to do that. Right. Right. Well, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I guess could that, be one of the arguments. The mo- <laughs> yeah, the most empathy for the one as like a social studies teacher. Whenever I see people compare what's happening to totalitarianism or misusing terms like communism or or fascism, like or the Holocaust or the or- Holocaust, like that stuff, that gets me. Like it makes that's where I get frustrated, and I say, I, how do I have a conversation with this? Because I know if I hmm come in right with my my gut instinct is to correct their use of the term all right or or People to love being taught to in those moments yeah and that, and i know that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's right but a like, perfect opportunity yeah. to teach you about the holocaust yeah. but but chris you kind of said it too like the government their job is to protect us right and like we've in a democracy we elect a government to look after things like a healthcare system because we as individuals really don't want to have to deal with our own cuts and bruises and sicknesses on our own. Right. So we trust a demo- like our elected officials to do that or we yeah. can't, we don't have the knowledge. So when it comes to like these restrictions, the government's in a, like they're making this decision in order to keep doing the thing we elected them to do. Like we want them to like in Canada, a lot of Canadians have pride in our healthcare system. Right. If you go back two years, like so many would like say, Tommy Douglas is a hero in Canada. Yeah. And then now this is happening. And we, I think my perspective is that the government is doing this to protect the healthcare system, which is their mandate. That's what they're supposed to right. do. It's. And then when I see a perspective that's saying, no, they are, trying to control every aspect of our lives mm-hmm. that leap that seems like a huge leap to me and i don't know how to sure how i would have a conversation about that like without being condescending like and i know I, i've i can feel it i can feel that i'm being condescending right now so how do i have a conversation with someone i also too would would if i was having that conversation 
and this goes back to the the various viewpoints like do they believe the government's out to like to actually get them like is the vaccine going to hurt them or are they having a, a a good faith talk about our freedoms and what it means to be governed and what it means to have elected officials well sure there's yeah. both of those right in that yeah right but it's yeah. just so it's and so, they're finding themselves as allies right now right. too right like, right but it gets so yeah. messy it just gets so messy and it gets so i guess divisive we've used that word before well because it's the vaccinated and the unvaccinated mm-hmm. and the unvaccinated have some probably really agree with the things we're saying, but they're still not vaccinated, yeah. Yeah. you know? And like, and now like we're alienate, alienating people who we actually agree with yeah. on most things, but there's this one thing, a line drawn in the, or a line drawn in the sand that separates us and your allies with people that you actually disagree with on many, many things. Right. But this is the big one right now. I, I, yeah. I, I'm in a funny spot where I think, the right thing to do is get vaccinated. I don't think I have the right to tell anybody else to make that decision up, but I would recommend it, but they mm-hmm. have to make that decision for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I also don't want to be divided from those people. Like I'm comfortable hanging out with an unvaccinated person, but I'm also seeing around me right now in Canada, it's going to be really hard for people to do anything if they're not vaccinated. What do you think about the, like the, the restrictions and the vaccine passports I view that as an attempt by government to protect our healthcare system. Yeah. Like to encourage, like you even said, recommend um, unvaccinated people to get vaccinated. But do you see that as an infringement of, like you said, you you want people to have their choice, but do you see it more as like a pressure, like an unfair pressure yeah. the government I mean, is putting on? It, like I, it, to me, it's like, do I see it as an infringement on rights? It is an infringement on your personal choice. Yes, I think it is. But is it the right move for the government to do to get vaccination numbers up? Yeah, probably. Like, I think it can be both of those things. Right. Yeah. You mean it's a nuanced conversation? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel for people who are in a place where they, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it can, can I ask you, like, and I, I think I agree with everything you, you were saying, because I, I feel like the idea that everyone's forced, that's the big fear that they're going to go door yeah. to door and force you to take Where's a needle. Where's that coming like, from, though? That's not going to happen, and it hasn't happened. But I'm curious, though, would there be a scenario where that would be necessary? Like, could you imagine a pandemic where it's 90, 90% mortality rate and yeah. and people are holding out and it's like, look, the entire society, now that's not going to happen with COVID. But I mean, could there be a scenario where this, everyone's going to die? Okay, I mean, there's a two, there's a two out there, but yeah, I'm no, I know, I know what you're saying. There's got to be a line where people might change their perspective. Right. Where right now, they're not seeing the hospitals. They're not sick themselves. It's easy to distance themselves from that problem. But is there a scenario where it would be okay for the government to be more restrictive as a hypothetical? I don't think that's happening right like, now. I, I hate don't that. Like, question, right now, like right now, they're restricting. You're, but you're, they wouldn't become more. You're talking about a scenario where they're not restrictive. They are actually forcing. Like, like you have no choice. You're yeah. Like right now needle. you still have choice, but there's just, if you're not vaccinated, no. there's a lot of restrictions. Like right. you're limited. I, so well, in a way you're, you are, your rights and freedoms are limited, hmm. but that is to continue to provide healthcare to the majority of people. Like that's their goal. If you're, if your choices and, infringe on the health of the rest of the people, that's a problem. It's yeah. like, you can't smoke inside restaurants anymore. That's not allowed. That's a are, restriction. People, are people yeah. protesting that still because that's taking away their rights? No one's being forced not to smoke. You're just restricted. You're limited into where you can do it. Right. Yeah. And I know vaccine and needles, they're, they're different than that. But yeah. this is a force to instead of a force not to. So maybe that's a in those. Yeah. I don't think it's not a force to yet, but maybe no. that's where those people would draw. A distinction. Maybe. I think I think many think it is right now already forced. 
Okay. And that's what... I, sure. Uh, yeah, some people like for we're sure. we're saying we're say being that. forced to do something. Okay, but we're objectively not. We're not. No, being you're being to. strongly encouraged <laughs> and You don't have to. to do it. There are some yeah. who can't medically either, right? There sure. are some who yeah. can't. Right, that's important to know. Yeah. I, I just know that there... I wonder if there are people listening. Well, we'd love feedback <laughs> on this one too, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, what are people thinking? Because... I feel like I've had this argument in my own head so many times yeah. that I don't, maybe I'm out of touch with what other people are thinking too. And I tried uh, this weekend to, to seek out some sources of information that maybe were persuasive and compelling from an anti-vaccination standpoint. And I couldn't find any. And if, if you have a, if you want to write in, I would love to read it. I, I, maybe we come off as condescending. I don't want to come off that way, but no, uh, I, I, I would like to read something uh, compelling and I just haven't come across it I guess hey, well I have for our next segment we should start it up I took uh, some screenshots of some oh. arguments and head, headlines and stuff okay. that are out there and we can maybe use that to start our next segment okay so just before we end this one do you think that there are some things that you just can't talk <laughs> about like it's not worth the discussion or is everything should everything be on the table can we save that one for episode 100 okay no that's that's tough Chris I think that's what's made this so unique is that this has forced things out. We've, we've all shared stories about our own families and these discussions have to happen. And we're learning things that we never would have learned before. Like, you know, there's Bible verses about like in the end times or whatever, like brother will turn against brother and families will be divided. And I feel like this is a fake version of that. Like where we're letting this thing become this divisive topic that doesn't need to be. What's causing but, the division? I don't even know anymore. Like, is, is it a science? Facebook algorithm? <laughs> Jenny McCarthy's <laughs> anti-vax. I don't know. Uh, we need a, a drink and a break here. We love well, all I our tried. listeners so much. Sorry. So as I mentioned in the last segment, I've been taking screenshots of <laughs> various perspectives that I'm, I'm just seeing out there on social media. Some of them I resonate with and some some I don't. Um, I'll read you guys this one and you guys can just give me your thoughts maybe. You could even guess if you think I resonate with this one or <laughs> yeah, not. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it says, reminder, government makes up less than 1% of the population. If even 5% of us simply can refuse to comply, government will be hopelessly outnumbered. If 10 plus percent refuse, they'll stop even trying to enforce it. This is how civil disobedience works. This was, Tyler, you wrote this is my guess. Yeah. And now I'll read the one I took a screenshot of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's in response to vaccinations? Yeah, that's, that's supportive of the, like, uh, people protesting at hospitals and, and like the, like these protests that are happening, anti-vax, anti-vaccination passports, that kind of thing. Which like, Hey, you have the right to say what you want. Can you just not do it in the parking lot where like some feeble chemotherapy patient is getting out of their car and is afraid to walk through your crowd to get to the front doors or in schools in BC. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I think that that one just kind of speaks to the, the motivation, like the fear of, like our government, we need to stop them. Like they are the bad guy. Yeah, is is what that post is is saying. Like they're they're bad. 
we can stop them. We can be the heroes if we just stand up against these. I guess I would ask that person then, do they believe that COVID and the hospitals being full is even a problem? Because if they, if they believe that the hospitals are full and we're overwhelmed and COVID is a problem, what would their solution be besides the government doing what they're doing? Or do they think it's all a lie and the government's out to get us? And that's their motivation. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know where they're coming from on that. Yeah, and I don't. I, I mean, it's just I don't have their whole profile there. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I but I know one other thing that I've seen is like images of empty ICU beds yeah. and stuff, and like that stuff's out there. Like they're lying to us, right? right. Yeah, and then also all, there's a dichotomy in within that post of like the government's only one percent, and we can easily overpower them. Also, the government is so powerful; they're doing all this to us, and we, yeah. If we don't act now, we can't stop them, right? Like right. the government yeah, yeah. is inept and it's also telling us yeah. what to do in every area of our life. I remember thinking about that a lot when Trump was the president where he would like complain about elections being unfair, but he's also the only one who can save everyone. And he's the smartest <laughs> yeah, guy yeah. in the world, right? but he's always a victim. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have this one on my phone, but it, it's another one I saw recently and I'll just try to go for memory. It was like a picture of firefighters and, and nurses all standing, smiling at the camera, and said something about, if you, months ago, were saying thank you to these people, these frontline workers, Mm -hmm. but now you are throwing them away because they refuse to get vaccinated, Mm -hmm. you need to admit that you are being controlled by the media. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's not the majority of nurses that don't want to be vaccinated, for one thing. Is it? I don't know. There's no way. My guess is no, but... But this one, that one would, I guess if I keep coming back to the fear thing, like fear, they're afraid of media controlling right. what we're thinking. Um, and that they, like, they must believe that there are a number of frontline workers who don't want to get vaccinated and they must believe that the vaccinated are rejecting these people or, mm-hmm. or want them, don't value them anymore because of that. So they feel they're trying to defend frontline workers in the same way that the vaccinated was thanking them months ago. It's, it's weird. Like it's again, I, and this always comes back to motivation for me, but are they, are these protesters saying that it's all a lie? Like, is that what they're saying? Like that these nurses who don't want to be, don't want to be vaccinated are smarter and they know that it's not a problem. And the whole thing is a government lie. Like I just, I need to know how many people think it's all a lie. Hi, Morning Cinema at gmail.com. <laughs> 11%. But, but, I, but I am serious that I, yeah. I really do, and I'm very curious, and maybe how many but, think that it's not, that it's all a lie, and that every major health organization in the, on the planet is lying to us. Yeah, that but, requires like such a level of organization that I just, that's a lot of faith in systems. Yeah. <laughs> Like, That's a lot of faith in, in, in people and governments. And governments. <laughs> like, really? You think everybody... But just the way that... And Graham, we've used this language before. We like just can't wrap our head around mm-hmm. certain perspectives. Like, how, yeah, do you, how do you think that? Like, how, how is that even possible that you think that is true? And I, but I think that is... People think that on both sides. Yeah. Like, they just cannot wrap their head around what's happening on the other side and it must be that we that the media that we consume is is misinforming us and misleading yeah. us and, and theirs isn't and theirs is and our and vice versa yeah so how do you have that conversation yeah how do you sit down with someone who shows you what they're reading and then you show them what you're reading 
and try to have any kind of consensus. Hmm. Chris, do you want to answer How that? Do you do that? a really good question. <laughs> I think if you come at the conversation with the mindset that you're going to try to convince the other side, it, it's not going to work. Camp A and Camp B, whoever you think Camp A and Camp B are, aren't having those conversations with each other. Camp A is only talking to Camp A and they're yelling at Camp B. Camp B is only talking to Camp B and accusing Camp A. How do you get A and B at the table to talk? I just, I yeah, it's a great question. It can't start with the idea that you think you have to convince the other person. Yeah, the yeah. one thing that I've... Because it's not going to work. Because I've had that, I mean, about all kinds of issues in at school, like as a teacher, like trying to navigate divisive topics with students i'll say things like you need to approach this with the mindset that you might be wrong Hmm. right like don't go into this thinking that like Mm -hmm. you are that you are right and it is your job to win over the other person the the purpose of conversation is to go in to learn something like have the assumption that you're you're wrong about something because how many times in your life have you been wrong Mm -hmm. i know i've been wrong many many times but it feels like right now i'm reluctant to do that like i where it's it's something that i i take pride in and like i've been fairly open-minded but now Mm -hmm. i feel i feel myself becoming less that yeah like where i'm like i i just can't bring myself i I just think i don't think i'm wrong about this and but i think the other side also is feeling more and more that way i'm not wrong about this how do you not see that the government is like using this as a tool to control us but before that may have been like a goofy exchange on Twitter about the earth being flat or during an election, but now it actually affects our daily lives. Like now, right? Like now we feel it. Yeah. So the stakes are way higher. So suddenly. Like, yeah. But I, I, I think I'm with you where it's like, I don't, there's days when I feel like I don't have the energy or the desire to even enter into those discussions. And that worries me personally because I used to be. Well, not used to be, but I'm often the kind of person who wants those conversations to continue. No matter what the discussion is, like, it's worth it to have those talks. And sometimes I feel now like, oh, it's not even worth it. And that yeah. that sort of worries me about myself, like that I'm tiring in that area. Do you think it's just a stamina issue 18 months in? Maybe. We can lose empathy, I think, if if we feel that way. Yeah. Where even you, you'll hear people be like, well, I don't even care. Like, maybe those people just shouldn't get hospital care and then they can die. Like that's an awful way. Like that's an extreme view of that. But yeah. Right. And the other side might say, well, I hope the vaccine just kills them so that they learn their lesson or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Hopefully we can not entertain those voices. Right. Extreme. Exactly. And when you hear those people, shut them down. And I think that typically a lot of times when we disagree with someone, we're not that far off from them. We'd agree on most things. Yeah. And if you talk with someone, you might realize you're not that far away. And I guess that's, again, the motivation for me really wanting to understand what's my disagreement. Yeah. What are we disagreeing about Or even here? your principles might be still in common, but the yeah. how to get there isn't. Yeah. So we've, we've pretty much solved it then. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Good job. So what do you guys think? Like outlook right now um, in our province, we have the most cases in the country by far. Mm-hmm. We have... Um, 10, 20, 30 deaths per day. Like it's not, not going well right now. What's your outlook right now on uh, the next few weeks and few months? What do you, what are you guys feeling? Well, I still, I feel, I mentioned at the very beginning being hopeful and hopeless. I'm hopeful um, that these 
restrictions and and vaccination kind of like decisions made by government will start turning the tide of like the numbers and hospitalizations and stuff. So I'm hopeful um, that we'll see like a decline in that, but I'm hopeless or less hopeful um, when it comes to like the, the impact it's going to have on relationships and yeah. um, unity and, and politics moving forward and things like that. I think that damages, I'm less hopeful about about recovering from that than I am of recovering from hmm. yeah, the actual virus. Do you guys enter into conversation with people with the goal of not bringing this up? Does that happen quite often where like you want to talk to somebody, but uh-huh. this is not going to come up and you're not going to do it. I, I do. It depends. It totally depends on the person. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. like there's certain situations where I really hope it doesn't come up. Yeah. <laughs> and there's other times when I, I'm, I know I'm on, kind of the same page with someone, but I still just don't want to talk about it. Like, like I, and all, and I've caught myself with like body language or like where I'm just like, make it really obvious. I'm not interested Mm -hmm. in this. And then I'll be like, Oh, I could be coming across pretty rude, (laughs) rude right now. I'm like walking away from someone as they're talking to me. But, um, yeah. Shanna recently in a conversation kind of said, let's just not like, it was a really nice way of like, how about we just don't go there and let's talk about something else. Like that's all it took because the other person was probably feeling the same way a bit too, but well, we, let's, we let's both say, agreed. Let's say that right now to each other. Let's just, <laughs> let's leave it alone. <laughs> okay. Could have said that 52 minutes ago. I'm sorry. Hey, there's municipal elections coming up. Hey, there's a, a lot of signs up right now. Oh, oh man. Are they so everywhere? There's a lot of people. Yeah. My wife was watching some of those sort of like, they're not really debate, but they're question answer videos of all the candidates for mayor and stuff. And, we got to make a decision. I, 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 we have no idea. I got to start look, looking through things. And mm-hmm. there's a couple I know that I'm a no for. <laughs> I'm starting there. It's harder, <laughs> harder to have a yes. But the yes ones are harder. I, I had there was one kind of funny moment. We were chatting, and one of the Red Deer mayor, mayoral candidates is quite young. Yep. Um, I don't remember his name. Do you know his name? He's. Um, it could be Jeremy Moore. Is that the one? Yeah, he's very young. But the the joke is that we don't want to like have an ice town in Red Deer. And I don't know if you guys get that reference, but if you do, email the show. <laughs> we don't want to have an ice town situation in Red Deer. Um, anyway, good luck to them all. I just uh, good luck, everyone. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, uh, should we wrap this up? <laughs> yeah, I think like keep having conversations and don't tire of doing good and come with humility and vulnerability, and that goes a long way. And I think like you said Tyler, like a a willingness to be wrong, mm-hmm. even if you like believe that you are right try to have the conversation with the the posture that you might be wrong yeah mm-hmm. if that makes sense like because it's it's not going to do any good to go in because both si- if both sides come in saying i'm right and you're wrong yeah no That's conversation will debate. be had yeah, yeah. all right yeah, tough times but. for sure we're gonna end with confessions like always i feel like i really need that confession time tonight after this mm-hmm. so let's yeah. just take a deep breath Hold hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which or after, s- after we sanitize. Yeah. <laughs> Come back. Now it's time to confess some things. I'm going to go first. Uh, mine is quite quick, but it's related to our topic because this morning on my way home from the gym, 
I wanted some talking points for our discussion about COVID and vaccines and all that kind of stuff tonight. And so I saw on the news that there were protests all over Canada about mm. mandates and all this stuff. So I thought I would drive by the Red Deer uh, oh. one and take some pictures of some signs uh, to use. Um, maybe this isn't really a confession, but I drove around the city for quite a while because there's a few spots they've had them and I didn't know where it would be. And I never ended up finding any any spots. Oh. But I just my confession is that I spent some You're time hunting. driving around the city hunting these protesters so I could take pictures to... Hmm. No, and, and I knew I was going to be riled up, and I even considered rolling down the window and saying something, and didn't come to that. But <laughs> my confession is that I was, I was hunting for protesters to get worked up about, yeah, um, under the guise of using it for the podcast. So hmm. luckily, I found none. Yeah, good thing that you didn't find any. Okay. No, I mean I've driven by before and given thumbs down and been kind of a dink before. <laughs> thumbs <but> down. <laughs> well, there was one way back at the beginning when the mask mandate came out, and I was walking with my kids, and we had masks on, and the mask said like "masks are child abuse," and it was oh. like showing right to me and my my kids, and I kind of looked at them and had Harvey wave at them and stuff. And anyway, oh boy, passive aggressive, but Chris. Uh well, mine is related to something that we said we were going to do. Maybe it was on the bucket list episode is a number of episodes ago like probably two months ago yeah and i said that i was going to connect with somebody i hadn't talked to for like 20 years tyler was very encouraging about it because he had done something along I, those I lines think i had been on a phone call with a friend i hadn't talked to in a long time yeah so i finally did end up talking to said person however it took me um way longer than it should have because i kind of had committed to doing that and then mm-hmm. did nothing about it and then just happenstance in somebody I met that was a mutual connection and it worked out and I'm glad it worked out because it was a great conversation and it's going to lead to more, I think. But uh, the confession would be just that I said I was going to do something and it took me way too long. And I'm glad it's uh, it's done and yeah. knowing was, that went well, I should have done it right away. Like what was the, I can't remember, what was the, the reason you hadn't talked or like was there a reason you needed to talk? Um, I think two things, like one, I had heard the person wasn't doing great and I just, it was a person I had been close to in the past and had just fallen out of touch with and never crossed paths with, but kind of always knew in the back of my mind, this is somebody I should reconnect with and just had never followed up on that. So, okay. Well, I'm glad it went well. Yeah. And I hope it Yeah. yeah, leads to more, but. I suppose I could piggyback off that, that I had said I was going to donate blood. That's right. And it took a while. And uh, my wife definitely helped me uh, <laughs> to finally Did you make an appointment. We're having a yeah, uh, we're having like a date morning blood donation together. Wow! And the kids are going to be away, and we're going to get some breakfast and donate blood. So good for you. It's happening next week. So yeah, nice. But Look at this. Took just as long as it took you too. Yeah. So, yeah. Tyler, what was the thing you said you were going to do? Or you I don't think you I, didn't have I one? probably didn't. <laughs> you didn't have commit one. to doing okay. anything no. too hard. Um. My confession is book related. It feels like we've had a number of book related confessions, but um, yeah. well, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. We've we were talking before the episode about the the trailer um, for Dune, um, uh, which is coming out soon, and just how awesome that looks. And we've all read the book or portions of the book before. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. And have I I have read the entire book, but. My confession is that I borrowed it from Graham recently um, in preparation for the... It's a, is it a movie or a series coming out? It's, it's a, a movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. For now, it's just so, a movie. So I wanted to 
read it again and and graham told me like i could never make it pat through the first little bit it's just i always have yeah, to give up that's a common yeah and i thing. but i yeah. in my confession is that i um felt superior to you mm-hmm. graham for that like that you couldn't make it through yeah. and that i had already read it once and now i was going to read it again i felt a little ashamed handing it over to you like <laughs> fine you could read this like i couldn't do it like it yeah. all, I, I felt that too huh. and yeah. and i definitely felt that superiority and then i started reading it and i i definitely had the feeling of like ooh, like this is hard like i went on google and like had to look up like who are the sardor or whatever yeah. Like, yeah. and like figure out what What's language this is yeah. and yeah. but then I didn't actually finish. I made it past, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like I made it pretty far. Yeah. Um, more than halfway through. And then I just, I did, I did give up on it. That, that far yeah. though, halfway through. But I did make it pretty far and I was it. kind of getting into it, but there were still moments where I'm like, man, there's so much language huh. that I, yeah. <laughs> I'm always flipping to the, the glossary <laughs> at the back of the book. And like, and I, so my confession is that I shouldn't have felt that superiority. And I'm sorry that it came across. Oh, that, too, that you could feel no. it <laughs> that, was, that was internal that was internal but but yeah. you can still feel a little bit because i did not get yeah. that far i think i got okay. 20 pages in no. 30 pages in but, look at chris but, sitting here so pompous yeah. <laughs> i'm not pompous i'm just disappointed <laughs> and i think besides going to the theater to show your vaccine passport you should also show proof <laughs> that you've read the book before you're allowed in the theater like a quiz okay. yeah, yeah. i have heard no. that the movie like it's like half the book right yeah. like it doesn't cover the whole yeah. thing so and, maybe and maybe you're good maybe part good for the first movie. part two isn't greenlit yet so oh hold which on. is so kind of hard to believe well it needs to be do well or they're not going to film the a second lot half. happens you think with a director like that they would have given them both to do i agree i think it's the climate COVID yeah. has messed everything up. COVID. Should we talk about that again? No, we should end. <laughs> no, but. Um, this has been uh, a great conversation tonight, I thought. Um, yeah. It was nice to kind of get back to the three of us. We've had a lot of guests lately. And it is nice yeah. just to come back to the old way we did things uh, yeah. once in a while. Um, but if you hated it, you should tell us on uh, our Instagram or Twitter feed, maybe Facebook. Go to our website or send us an email. Yeah. HarmoniousGentleman.com. Yeah, but first give us a, give us a, a glowing review on yeah. on Apple yeah, Podcasts and, and then write us like a scathing uh, yeah. criticism. But um, yeah, we love listener feedback. Yeah. Glad you're listening. If you have a disagreement about tonight's discussion, we'll read it. If you want to respond, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah, unless you think that we're being controlled by lizard people, I might not read that one. Right, I won't. But. Tyler will. Tyler might. <laughs> yeah, I'll read it. <laughs> Tyler's forked tongue is... Yeah. Um, we have a pretty... Got a guest coming up we're excited about. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. Um, other than that, things are going well. 55 coming up. Chris, I thought you were going to go 5440 tonight with your intro. Oh, That's what I thought you were going to do. screw Just, up there. <laughs> not a screw up, but I was pretty sure you were going to oh, do that. Oh, shoot. And I even asked you before. You probably know what this is about, and that's what you were thinking. That's what I thought it was, yeah. Well. Yeah. Episode 5,440. Yeah. Ocean Pearl coming up. <laughs> Are we Joe Rogan? We can't do that. Okay. Good night, guys. Yeah. See ya. Harmonious gentleman.